You are listening to Normalized Crime, an in-depth look at gang life and all the effects that come along with it. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Normalized Crime. I'm Eric. I'm Gavin. What's going on, Berto here? And as you can tell, we have a special guest with us, Gavin, which if anybody does hasn't tuned into one of the pot, normalized pot, crime podcasts that he's been on, he's also my co-host on Milwaukee Mafia, which is the reason that all three of us know each other. Yes. So, and but, on top of that. Yeah, even more special. Special. We're all actually in one place for the first time ever recording a podcast. So, In a huge town. In a huge town we are. <laughs> it's all right. I think Berto is making fun of our little town. Uh, I mean, to be fair, even Milwaukee's a small town so. by big town standards. <laughs> <laughs> so, we have a special episode since we have Gavin here. And uh, what I did is I went through and I pulled out, I believe I have from the podcast episodes that we did on Milwaukee Mafia, and we're just going to pull up a clip, we're going to play it for you, and then we're just going to have a conversation around that that uh, clip. I do have some preset questions for the clip, so if anybody's stressed out about not knowing what to say, hopefully that'll start the thing. So, yeah, you cheated. <clears throat> I cheated. I cheated. I, spent, <laughs> I cheated. I read it. I read oh, it. You, you read all the questions. Yeah, I was reading <laughs> Gavin's yeah. already formulating things in his head. Yeah, I heard him over He's like... <laughs> I think they're decent questions. <laughs> I think that there are definitely things that can be expanded on. So I'm curious to see where this goes. All right. So I'll just jump right into the first clip unless anybody else wants to say anything before we do that. Sounds good. All right. Let's go- take her away. Here is clip one, number one. So you said that they could vote you out of that equation. So is that kind of how they decide when one of these futures becomes a member is that everybody just votes essentially? That's the fair way to do it, right? And um, it, you know, one thing you'll learn as as we as we conversate is that there's the way you're supposed to do it, and then there's a way that a lot of people do it, which is depending on who's the Inca, depending on how they feel that day. Sometimes it's not always about following the way it should go. It's more about convenience. It's about favoritism. It's about it's about a lot of different things. Fortunately for me, when I did come in, that's the way they did it. I think maybe because I wasn't one nine future for a long time, it was it was more it was the more appropriate way to approach it because you know I hadn't been around a lot of the guys for a long period of time. I knew a lot of them. They knew a lot about me because I had you know uh, uh, you know I had a reputation already of somebody that you know I, I earned some respect. So yeah, I stood in a circle. And they went around and said, you know, who thinks this guy should be one nine? And then you either throw up your crown or you don't. You know, fortunately for me, everybody threw up the crown. Unfortunately for me now. But at the time, fortunately for me, they threw up the crown and, and I became made that day. All right. So that was the first clip. Basically, for any listener that didn't understand that, basically that was you, Berto, were getting voted in to become a Latin king the first time around. Well, I guess the only time around, really. So the question I have for this segment was, we discussed how you became a Latin king. Specifically in this clip, you mentioned that it all started with them doing a vote to decide if you would become a Latin king, in which they obviously all said yes. But 
do you know what would have happened if you had not been voted in? <clears throat> so first, first thing, um, wow, I've came a long way as a podcaster. Huh? Just listening <laughs> to myself talking now, I was like, wow, it's pretty old. Um, <clears throat> so I think that, I think that uh, situation is usually by that time it's a formality, right? Okay. Because I don't believe that they would allow you to be in a circle with them if they weren't willing to accept you, right? So I think that 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 uh, that part of it when they vote is more it's more of a chance for anybody that has an issue with you or had an issue with you to kind of address it, you know, and to lay it out there. I've never seen there be a situation like that, you know, where somebody had an issue with somebody. But in my mind, I think that's what it is because, I mean, I explained to you before, like the process to even get into a meeting, right? I mean, like you're going to get strip searched, like you're you're walking down into this room and everybody's in a circle. Like they're not going to allow you to come down there and just tell you no, right? Mm -hmm. So by that time, usually that decision is already made by people in in those positions, you know, they're just doing that, like I said, as more of a, if you ever had an issue with this guy in the past, you know, what, is there something you want to bring up? Is there something you want to say? You know, and then that's kind of a, yeah, it's just a, it's a chance to, to bury the hatchet, I guess. So do you, can you talk about ex times where maybe somebody came in that you were looking at making a king and it was decided that they weren't a right fit? Or is it kind of by the, if you get into the fold, you just eventually get brought in yeah yeah once that's why i said once you make it to the actual meeting you've arrived like you're you know because our futures don't come to meetings okay you know? yeah when we have future kings like they don't come to meetings they're not allowed to you know they don't know things about like dues and um you know decisions that are made they don't know none of that right you have to be a member to know that and you have to be a member to be in a meeting so yeah i think like i said man just just it's it's more of a you won't be there unless you should be kind of thing as far as like being there and ever, I, I don't ever, I don't never remember having an issue with anybody becoming a Latin King because you got to remember <clears throat> once I started, once I became the Kasinka, that was kind of, I was, I was in the decision-making process. So we wouldn't allow somebody to even be around us if we didn't feel they were worthy, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, but what I would say, right. Is like those, those, uh, those conversations, right. About guys that are coming in, not everybody's always going to agree on the person coming in, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it comes down to of what's, what's best for us as a whole, right? Do we like this guy? Do we feel like he can contribute? Like, does he put in work? Is he, is he in the street? Does he have money? Like all those things are talked about, you know, but yeah, rarely is it ever a situation where we would even have him in our circle consistently being around us. And then we're like, nah, he's not cut out to be a King. If anything, we were probably bringing guys in that shouldn't have been Kings. You know, that's, that's, I think that was probably our biggest downfall. You know, um, I can think back, man, there was a time, <clears throat> there was a time, uh, where there was like serious conversations of uh, some of the older guys had got out of prison and, uh, <clears throat> you know, the younger guys had held 19th street together for a long period of time. A lot of our older guys were, you know, they were getting locked up. And so, I remember a couple of them got out and they didn't necessarily like a lot of the younger guys, you know, um, like a good chunk of them. And these were guys that obviously were under, you know, our watch, right? They were, they were the ones that we brought in. So I will say this, right? I agreed with the older guys 
idea. They basically said, listen, we should just X all these dudes and start over because these guys aren't worthy to be 19th Street. <clears throat> you know, I had been incarcerated myself during this time, you know, when those those guys that I had got made Latin Kings were coming up, right? Like I had got them, you know, I was with them when they got made and then I got locked up and they're growing while I'm while I'm away. But they're growing and they're not growing in the right way, if that makes sense, right? Like they're not getting a really a prestigious name. Like it, it you know, they started being known as like almost like kids, man. Like they did they didn't carry themselves like men. They didn't they they played games, you know, and that's I had this conversation with you, I think uh, a podcast or two ago about guys that, you know, it was it was expectation versus experience. You know, like what they expected it to be and then what the experience actually ended up being were two entirely different things. And so they you know, a lot of the guys, man, that, that we made, they were good candidates at the time. But when they became kings, it's almost like they let it get to their head and they started like feeling, you know, like almost living lawlessly, you know, mm -hmm. and and that's, you know, they started like disrespecting hierarchy. They didn't they didn't understand like there was a there was a reason why there was a hierarchy in place. You know, everybody they the, the saying was your crown is as big as mine. Mm -hmm. Right. So that was the saying like. I got I got made a king just like you did, you know, and and especially a lot of them younger guys that and they're older than me, but they were younger guys to me, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of those guys that that were coming up, they felt like they were around guys that were in the street, if that makes sense, like guys like me, guys like my brother, guys like Toot. So they felt like, you know, guys like Snuff. They were around us, like you know, they were they felt like they could coattail that. They didn't need to. You know, it was it was almost like they didn't need to have to prove anything anymore. And so when that conversation happened, it happened while I was locked up. But I remember when I got out, I was obviously I was privy to it. Right. And they're like, yo, listen, we're just thinking about Xing this dude, this dude, this dude. I ain't going to blast who they are. But <laughs> but the guys that 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 were were making that a uh, possible thing, they know exactly who I was talking about. You know, they know exactly who I'm talking about right now. And honestly, my brother saved those guys because my brother was the Inca at the time. Um and then these older guys got out. And like I said, it's kind of like a common courtesy, man. Like, it's not like you have to step down and give the older guy your position, right? But it's just a common courtesy, especially if it's somebody that, that you respect, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there was older brothers that just, when they got out, I respected them or, or we respected them. We said, here, take the spot. Like, you can have it. You know, like, we're not, we're not going to make you go and be a foot soldier. Like, you know, and so my brother saved those guys. You know, my brother was kind of like, man, we brought these dudes in. These were our guys, you know, there's some of them are, we're real close with. And he was just kind of like, no, we're not going to ask him. And, and that's kind of where that conversation died. And then any, everybody ended up getting indicted anyway, because that was the summer of 05. But so that that's a real thing. Right. But, you know, when you're coming in, man, it's it's all, you know, it's 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 all euphoria. Right. Like it's all those early relationship feelings. It's good. There's, you can't do no bad. You know, because you can't see the flaws of somebody that is, is catering to your way of mm. life. You know, they, they want to be a part of it. So, you know, they're following the rules. They're respecting all the people that are in position. They're doing all these right things. And then they get their crown and it's like, ah, I made it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's kind of a long-winded answer, but but I thought that was a relevant point. So, did you ever – I forget – I'm sorry. What do they? What do you call a person before they actually come again? A future. A future. future. Okay. Yeah. So, like, is there ever? Was there ever an instance where a future did not actually become a king? Yeah. Yeah, that happens a lot. Okay. That happens a lot, and it's easier to cut ties because you you don't have anything invested in them. They're they're trying to prove themselves to you, right? To to so they're they're 
they're putting in all the work to try to to win your approval. So the guys that don't make it, yeah, it's like it's water under the bridge. There's there's so many of them, you know. Some of those guys they end up they might not make it in 19th Street and they might go make mm-hmm. it over here on 23rd Street, you know, or Sawyer or wherever, Wild Walker, right? So that happens a lot. Like it just and I remember there was a time where we had so many people, such an influx of futures, shorties, whatever you want to call them, prospects, right? Mm-hmm. We had such an influx of them that we literally like, man, we need to give some of these guys away because so what we did is we, we, there's a process that we call you wing somebody. So if you wing somebody, that means you're directly responsible for them. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you know this in, in like the mafia, same thing, like when mm-hmm. you sponsor somebody. Right. Sure. So, so that's, that's exactly what it is. Like if I say, okay, you're under my wing now, that means that whatever you do, I'm responsible for. So if you fuck up, guess what? Like it's coming back on me, mm-hmm. you know? So you got to kind of, you got to be in, 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 in step and in lockstep with what they're doing every day, you know? Yeah. So that, 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 that's like a, that's like a process, right? You wing people and then, and then they, they end up coming up. Right. So. I'm trying to think where the hell was I going with this with this uh Well, we were talking about how whether futures Oh yeah, yeah. Futures yeah, don't. so yeah, so we had got to a point, right, where we had everybody had somebody they were winging. Like I even had, I think I had two guys that were under my wing, right? And we're like, "Bro, we can't handle all these shorties. Like we can't and we weren't going to just start making kings out of them because they weren't ready. They they didn't know nothing." So we literally, I remember one time we literally like was like, "Yo, everybody, let's go." And there's like 10 shorties and we took them to Wild Walker Hood. You know, cuz Wild Walker was one of the <clears throat> Wild Walker was one of the longest standing hoods because, you know, families still live there. Like 19th Street, nobody lived on 19th Street anymore. 23rd Street, nobody would live on 23rd Street anymore. Sawyer was like a rogue chapter that came from Chicago. Um, so they didn't really have an established hood. Uh, we actually ended up getting into them one time because they tried to claim 17th and Lincoln as their hood. And obviously we had an issue with that because our geographical area covered 17th Street. So, I mean, it ended up being water in the bridge, but... But yeah, so we ended up dropping all those guys off over there. And we're like, here, just start patrolling this hood. And if these guys want you, cool. If not, then we'll talk to 23rd Street and we'll still take some of you guys. But but that's how, you know, you got to a point where it was like uh, influx, like just constant. Everybody wanted to be from 19th Street. You know what I'm saying? So yes. if you decided somebody that was under you wasn't either for whatever reason wasn't you weren't there was never going to be that day that was going to come that he was going to become a latin king right would you sit down and explain that to him and he would just kind of go off on his own or was it more or less like you kind of just kind of found out well go hang out with these guys maybe they'll take you type thing yeah see those kind of things right they're non-verbal right they're 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 day-to-day when you're with somebody you can tell right away you know um because the standard you set is going to be based on the standard you set on yourself. So if I know the kind of person I am, what I'm doing, if he doesn't live up to that standard, I'm going to let the brothers know right away. Hey, listen, this guy right here, he's not, you know. And don't get me wrong. Like like I said, man, the, the, the failure is in the heart because you want a guy to make it. So sometimes you might overlook these small things. And then that's where the kinks in the chain come in, you know, mm-hmm. because you start allowing these guys to, 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 become, to become kings. And, and they're not really, they're good people to hang around. They're fun. But they're not worthy of that kind of lifestyle, man, where it's life or death every day. And then obviously, if you do get caught, you don't say nothing. You know what I mean? Like, all them things are encompassed in one. So uh, our problem is, yeah, we started to, like, overlook some of that, you know. And, and I got a really good example, right? Like, and it's, I mean, it's, it's you know, I'm nobody to say he didn't turn out to be a good king or nothing like that. But, but I just remember there was, there, was a, there was a guy, right, 
I mentioned it before. He was like one of my, he was like one of my close friends. I brought him around. This guy named Mario, right? And um, <clears throat> at the time, I was a Kasinka, and Snuff was the Inca. And Snuff was like one of our best friends, right? Like Snuff was our guy, right? Like you know, because he was an active Inca. Like he was literally he would be in the street with us. He didn't care, right? I remember he had a conversation with me, and he told me he's like, "Listen, bro, Mario is never going to be a king as long as I'm the Inca." And I kind of like, <clears throat> you know, I didn't really know what to say for a bunch of reasons, right? Because one, Mario was my friend, right? Right out the gate. Two, Mario's house was like a place where we used to always be at. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, uh, we didn't have a bunch of places to go as kids, you know? Mm. So it was a warm place to be. That was, the, that was the second thing. And then, and then, you know, I was kind of responsible for him, right? So he's un of the understanding that I'm going to bring him home. I remember just, I remember having a conversation with Snuff and just telling him like, bro, you just got to give him a chance to grow up because he was so young. You know, he was so young at the time. And uh, I just remember he was adamant. Snuff was like, no, he's like, this dude would never be a king. Snuff ended up getting locked up. And, you know, that's when we, we did the whole revote and Mondi became the Inca and I, I became the Kasinka again. <clears throat> and um, Mario ended up getting made shortly after that, you know, but, but those are examples, right? Where guys have their own personal feeling on a, on somebody, you know, they, they don't want them around. So um, I don't I don't know, man. I had that feeling about a couple guys, but it was for different reasons. It was for like the 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 little kid behavior. Like I I hated that. Like I I, I just hated I hated that. One, we were already stereotyped as that, right? Like we're young kids, right? Mm -hmm. So we're already stereotyped as like these little punk kids that you know they're. I wanted to be recognized as like, you know, somebody who was known in the game, like prestigious, like have respect, like carry himself with respect, you know, and, and didn't need to be recognized because I was 15 or 14. I didn't want to be recognized for that. And these guys were like, you know, it was like three of them and <clears throat> they just did like gay games, man. Like just, just, just gay games. Like literally, you know, uh, that's what it's called. Like it's called gay games. Like not trying to be politically <laughs> correct. I'm saying like, that's what it's called. It's called gay games. And, you know, <clears throat> they would do dumb things, man. Like, uh, we, we have this really big thing about, and not just Latin Kings, but in urban areas, you can't call somebody a bitch, right? So you call somebody a bitch, that means, all right, we're fighting, right? Because that means that, you know, it's, it's like, it's the ultimate disrespect, mm -hmm. right? So what these dudes would do, they would, they would be like, you pitch, you know, like just dumb, <laughs> dumb things. Like, come on, bro. Like, yeah, just little things like that. They would do dumb shit like that. And, and it would like... It would throw off the vibe, you know, and uh, yeah. So they they had that. They they would like just do. They would they wouldn't do it like to the guys that were, you know. They wouldn't do it like to us. They wouldn't do it like to me because they knew like you know it's gonna be an issue. But within their own little hangout, you know, they would do it, and I felt like that made us look bad. You know, they would put like spit on their hand, like throw spit at each other. You know, like flick spit at each other. Just dumb things, bro. Like it's one thing to have pranks and like you know wholesome fun like that we used to have because we used to do a lot of dumb shit too, but. But like that though, like that was like it was like the ultimate. To, it, it watered us down. Yeah, to you it was childish, and you're right. like, if everybody is perceiving me as childish because of my age, I certainly don't want to have somebody representing this, right? Who right. I see as childish, right. because yeah, yeah, I can and, totally see that. And, and and to be fair, I mean, those dudes, those were some of the first dudes that cooperated. You know, the dudes I'm talking about, you know, like they were the first guys that right. as soon as, you know, they was in the back of the cop car, they were pointing out houses, you know. So 
I don't know. It, it's just one of them things, man, where, yeah, I can look back now and say, man, we should have, you know, but <laughs> what are we going to do? Yeah. All right. So we're going to jump to clip number two. Yeah. See, so yeah, let me jump in here for a second. Oh, did you have stuff? No, no, no. Gavin, you're still here? Yeah. yeah I'm still here. <laughs> still here. Uh, but no, so I've, I'm reading ahead on your sheet, and I see actually uh, clip two, your question kind of ties back to something that he already kind of brought up. Does it? Sort of. Oh, a I little bit, yeah. I yeah. think it can. Do you want to play the clip first? Yeah, we'll do the clip okay, first. Okay, then I'll take your question. It was a good feeling, man. I looked around, I smiled, I smiled at everybody, you know, and they said, all right, what is our goals, man? You're going to step in the middle. <clears throat> I'm going to put three people on you, and uh, we're going to start the timer. If you fall, we stop the clock, we get you back up, and we continue. If those three get tired, we pull them out, and we put three more in. And, wow. and that's how it goes. And it goes until your time is up. So I'm I'm probably about 127 pounds soaking wet, you know, at this time I'm 13. Uh, and there were some bigger guys in there. Uh, yeah, I remember the first three that they put on me was, uh, it was uh, Chico, Goat, and Bear, right? And Goat and Bear, like I said, I mean, these, these are two monsters. They were two, you know, big dudes, especially for me at this time. And Chico, there was a purpose behind that because Chico was like my best friend. You know, he's one of my best friends. And uh, there's a purpose behind that, man. You know, uh, it's to show that there's no favoritism. And uh, if he were to not hit me, you know, like he would hit a flake, you know, he, you know, a flake is any rival to the Latin King. If he were to not hit me like that, then then they would put him in the circle next. So so there's no favoritism. And, and you know, the symbolism behind the violation is basically, you know, you can look around the room and know that everybody took that to be there. You know, uh, sort of it united it united us. Um, as much as it tore us apart, it united us. And it also, you also were able to see that, you were supposed to be able to see that there was no favorite system. So that's the clip. Yeah, so so Eric's question on his sheet here, um, it's, it's a follow-up on, on the idea of favoritism. And I say it ties in with before because you were talking about your friend Mario. Yeah. And Mario ended up getting in because you were in a leadership position, but it probably wouldn't have happened otherwise. If snuff would have stayed if out. If snuff was, yeah. would have stayed on. But but Eric's question goes in the opposite direction. He's talking about during violations. He goes, have you ever seen an instance where somebody, you know, maybe got a pass or didn't get beat as hard because of the connection between leadership and, um, and the, the person? And, uh, and, yeah. and the reason I bring this question up is because we did in almost an entire episode, I believe, that kind of talked heavily about how, you know, there's these rules that are constantly broken. Yeah. So I would assume that in this situation, it would happen as well. Yeah. So there's times, if this makes sense, there's times where violations are more serious than other violations. Some of those times where they're really serious is like when you're coming in, right? Like that's one of the most important violations. So, but then there's weekly violations like that I used to catch, right? For not going to school or, or something dumb like that, you know, 30 seconds here. And, and, you know, I feel like, yeah, the guys would still, they would still, you know, they'd still whoop me pretty good, but I felt a difference. You know, I felt a difference. The only time I ever physically seen like somebody like really, really, um, and he was like this with everybody. Cause he just, lo- he, he didn't like hurting Kings and his name was Fro. And Fro was like that. Like, it would, you could just blatantly tell he wasn't punching hard at all, right? Like, I'd be looking at him like this. Because I've seen Fro fight, right? Like, I've, we've gotten to fights together before. So, not with each other, but I'm saying against other people. So, I know he can fight, but 
you know, I would see them get violations and they just wouldn't be, you know. Or what guys would do is they would fake injuries, right? So they'd be like, oh, I hit my hand or, you know, because that really happened. Like, you you punch fists with somebody, like, he'll take you out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There was even a time where this dude, you know, that's why I was, I, the guy Dre, you know, he used to always want to make up his own stuff on the fly. And when he got out, they he was one of the guys they gave the spot to because he's an older guy. And he wanted to change it. Like, instead of you being in the middle of the circle and three guys, three guys around you, he put you up against the wall, like, but with like a bed behind you. So you could, but that doesn't help. You know what I mean? That, that, that doesn't help. Like you, you still swing and you miss and you hit a wall. Like it doesn't help. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's the only time I ever really seen, uh, like somebody like take it easy, you know, go back a little bit. Cause there was, I mean, listen, like we, it was, it was always like some pretty hefty violations, man. Like as far as you never made it look, it never looked like it was easy. Uh, we had this dude, <laughs> we had this dude named Rick, right? Um, not, not my friend, uh, that passed away. Um, this, this was another guy. We, his nickname ended up being Staples. And that was because 19 seconds into his violation, right? He fell, he fell like somebody went to grab him to pick him up. Right. And he, he like used his feet like to help like jump up. And he like literally, cause he was a little guy. He was like, he was, he was skinny. He was small. So he like literally like his momentum carried him up and he hit his head on the ceiling. We're in a basement. He hit his head on one of the, on one of the pipes in the ceilings and split his head open. And he had to go get like staples. So his nickname was staples for a while. And, uh, and, and, and if your question is, did he have to finish his violation? Yes, he did. Yes, <laughs> He just didn't finish Hope, it right there. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. after he got the staples yeah. in his head though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, yeah, guys will. You know, there used to be some funny times, man. Like, guys will, they'll, they'll be... So, we had this dude, Lawrence, too, man. And I hated the way he took violations. Because he was he was, a, he was a black guy, right? And he was skinny. But he would, like, almost, like, juke you. Like, while you're, you're supposed to stand in the middle of a circle. And he's, like, dodging and ducking. And, you know what I mean? And it, the, the rules technically say you... It doesn't say you can't do that. You know what I mean? But it's just commonplace. Everybody just stands there and takes their, takes their ass whooping, right? But he would literally like be hitting juke spin moves like Madden, you know what I'm saying? And I would have to grab him right so I can keep him in one spot and punch him, you know what I mean? And and so he was like one guy. You got guys that'll do like uh, we had this <laughs> we had this dude named Big Birdo. He was a big pussy. I'm just gonna call it what it was. Like he was a big pussy. He should have never been. He should have never been a king, right? This dude was a big pussy, right? He took his violation, and and like in the middle of it, he's like, stop, stop, stop. And so we stay stop the clock, right? Now, what's going on? What's going on? Has somebody punched me in my nuts, right? Because that's the one thing you can't do. Like, you can't punch somebody in the nuts, right? So, it, but it rarely happens. Like, who's swinging for the nuts, right? Yeah. So, I just know he wanted to stop the violation, right? So, we're like, all right, well, who was it? You know, you can press charges on him if you really want to. He's like, man, I don't want to say nothing, but it was Black Cat. <laughs> so, 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 so Black Cat was like, what? He's like, hell no, I didn't hit you in your nuts, right? So, you know, Jay was the anchor. Jay's like, what, what do you want to do, man? Like, are you going to get back in there? He's like, all right, I'm ready. You know, and then, and then he was like, he was just a pussy, man. Like, he was running away, you know what I'm saying? Like, making noises. And this dude was like, you know, I'm, I, was, I, was, I was 13. He came in after me, but he's like, he was probably like 6'2". You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, big, like, he was more of a chunky guy. But, yes, yeah, so you got guys, like, they do shit like that. I'm trying to think, man. Like, there's, there was a bunch of different just random. There was only one time where I seen a dude fight back because you have that option, as weird as it is. But um, when you take that option, then it's head to toe, meaning they can punch you in the face. Every There's, no, there's nothing off limits. They can punch you in the nuts if they want to. There's nothing off limits. 
And um, I think the guys that gave that violation to it was Payne that did it. Um, I think the guys that gave that violation they didn't understand that part that you that it didn't matter. Like you could you could you could do whatever you want. Once you get them on the floor, you can stomp them. It doesn't matter. Like you chose to go fight back head mm-hmm. to toe. So you know the guys that were given it, they were like, it was almost like they were um, trying to do like a regular violation. Like they weren't hitting them in the face. And I was wondering, I was like, man, why ain't they, like, they're supposed to be punishing this dude, right? Because he was, like, getting away with a lot. You know what I mean? Like, they were they were, they were, were inflicting pain on him, but it wasn't, like, it, it wasn't really, really, because he was, you know, he was fighting back. So guys were, like, ducking out the way. And this was a big dude. Pain was big. Pain was, pain was probably, like, he was another one that was probably, like, 6'2", you know, um, bigger guy. So, yeah, that was the only time I ever seen somebody fight back, man. All right. So, just out of curiosity, so you talked about how, like when you got, you used to get violations because you didn't go to school all the time, which yeah. I imagine that those would have been pretty much nothing because I'm going to guess that most of the people that were pounding on you also thought it was extremely stupid that you were getting this violation. Yeah. But yeah. what were some of, besides the initial violation that you got to get in as a king, what are some of the like yeah. big no-no <laughs> violations that people would commonly get? So the commonly ones are different than the big no-no ones, right? So the commonly ones are like, like I was, I don't even think mine was common. I think it was just, I think the, the, I feel like he was like jealous of me, you know, in some ways. Like I, it was weird. We had like this weird relationship, man, me and this dude, Jay, where like he liked me, he respected me. He knew I was like in the street, but at the same time, you know, like I was kind of popular, you know, I, you know, my brother was popular and like, you know, like, you know, we would get girls and I just felt like there was like envy there. In, in that sense, you know what I mean? And um, he was threatened by you. Yeah. Probably. And, it was, and so we get like, you know, and it wasn't just me that got like, he would give my brother petty violations, you know, other guys. I remember one time, uh, Mondi, right? Mondi was literally two minutes late. Like it was like he, they didn't even shut the door to the basement. We were at Whoop's house and, and everybody's, you know, we're, we're in line getting, you know, searched in and <clears throat> Mondi literally came. I was, I was like one of the last ones in line and Mondi literally came Right when I was about to shut the door, Jay was like, no, nah, don't let him in. Don't let him in. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, no, nah, don't let him in. And and we had the meeting without him. And then he's just sitting up there waiting. And then they brought him down and we gave him a violation for being late. So like things like that. Right. So you get those violations. You be late. You don't pay your dues, you mm-hmm. know. And, you know, that's sometimes it's not by choice. It's just you ain't got the money. So mm-hmm. you sacrifice your body. You know, I explained that to you when I was a when I was a Kasink guy. Even I shouldn't have, but I did. You know, I took a violation for that. So losing the gun is a big one. Um, depend, especially depending on what gun it was, right? So, in uh, my last my last uh, story with you, I think it was my last story with you, where I was talking about shooting at the guy Orlando C. Right? Mm-hmm. That gun we had was like the most prized gun we ever had, right? Like it was, you know, it was, it was, it was like the most clean gun, the most consistent gun, and and it and, had a clip. And it had a clip, and it was really, really effective, right? So <clears throat> there was an older there was an older king that had got out. He wanted the gun. You know, I don't know why he wanted it, because it was hot. Like you know, my murder was on that gun. There was countless amount of shootings on that gun. So I was a little quizzical as to why he wanted it, but we should have gotten rid of it anyway, right? That just goes to show how young and naive we were, right? So we kept the gun that's got all this violence on it. But anyways, so so he he wanted he wanted to 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 take the gun from us, right? And we're like, nah, bro, like just the best gun we got. And even though he was an older guy, he didn't have a spot. 
he didn't have a spot because he didn't want to be active. I give him credit now looking back because he didn't want to stand in a circle with some of the guys that were there. And he was right about a lot of them. You know, um, he was one of the guys in on the conversation about Xing a bunch of guys, mm -hmm. you know, and he was one of the original guys from 19th Street. So so I give him credit now, man, looking back like he was smart. He didn't get indicted with us. You know, what I mean, like he didn't interject himself and, in, 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 you know, with us. His little brother was 19th Street, though. Actually, two of his little brothers were. But one was like active, active 19th Street. And my boy Desmond. Right. Des was really close with us. Like he was always with us and shit. He obviously had access to the to, to the gun. And so he had it one day. And this is right after we had, he had been asking us to give him the gun, give him, sell him a gun, sell him a gun. And I, I never forget it, man. Desmond calls. He's like, man, he's like, I lost it, man. I was like, what? You know, he's like, I lost the Ruger. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you my God. And I was like, I was like, what happened? That's the first thing I said. I was like, what happened? He's like, man, I got chased by the cops. He's like, and I, I ditched it and I went back and it's not there. You know, and to me, the, 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 the story was fishy right out the gate. You know what I'm saying? Because of who it was, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's convenient that we were just telling you, no, we're not selling it to your brother. You know what I'm saying? But now the gun's gone. And so he paid a heavy price for that one. He, he took, he took a, I can't even, I, didn't, I don't even remember. I want to say it was like a, man, like almost like a minute and a half violation, which is rare for something. Like, usually it's like 30 seconds, 45 seconds for like infractions. You know, so for it to be like a minute, and he had to pay three hundred dollars to the box, right? So, so we can buy another gun at some point. But so those, that's like a serious one, right? Like something like that, or you just do something dumb, or you disrespect somebody, like especially in front of women, like, um, like we joke a lot, man. Like we joke on each other all the time. Like you gotta have thick skin. That's just the way it goes. But there's a line you don't cross, and especially when there's women around, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's one thing to joke about each other in front of girls. That happens, right? But there's certain things that you just don't you don't touch on. And so that'll be a violation. That's like a little more serious, you know, you, you know, things like that, man. Um, uh, but for the most part, usually those infraction ones are just 30, 45 seconds. Yeah. If it gets to a point where it's serious, serious, it's probably somebody that's going to get X'd, you know? And, and so serious ones are very rare. Yeah. Really. It's, yeah, it's, it's mostly just yeah. dumb kind of yeah. Simple, simple stuff. Got yeah. yeah, like there's no, there's no violation for for cooperating, right? Mm. Like I can't go stand in a circle and, <laughs> and, you know and make it all better. Yeah, and be okay, right? Like they're, they, they're, that's, I won't get a pass on that. One. So. All right, are we ready for the next clip? Yep, let's do it. All right, so this one is called false flagging. You said that you would do false flag. Maybe not you, but people would do false flag. Like you would actually get your own guys to shoot at you. No, 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 no. Uh, so false flagging is like. If I see, you know, let's say I see some La Familias, we just talked about them, right? Let's say I see mm -hmm. some La Familias, right? I might throw up La Familia just to see if that's what they are, right? If I throw okay. up La Familia oh. and they throw it back at me, right, then I know they're La Familia and I can shoot at them. It got okay, to a gotcha. point where, it got, yeah, it got to a point where if I see La Familias and I threw up the crown, they deny that they were La Familia. You see what I'm saying? So, right, I gotcha. But, but them, them same guys, if they see you on different terms, they're going to shoot at you. So, so you have to be, you have to be the one to react first, right? Like if I let you go and I know, who knows, two days down the line, you might see me with your guys and now you're shooting at me. The shoe's on the other foot. That was a pretty short clip compared to the other one. <laughs> He's getting better as they go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm still reading off Eric's sheet here. Um, so the question is more often than not, when there's violence, it's out of necessity. There's, you know, but false flagging is not out of necessity. So why would you 
do that if you were trying to avoid violent situations. There's part of that not right. Yeah, well, we weren't trying to avoid violent situations. <laughs> we were trying to invoke them, if anything. So, yeah, false flagging, a lot of the violence is out of necessity, right? I mean, because you're walking somewhere, you see somebody, bam, that fast. Mm-hmm. Decision time, right? Somebody sees you, they shoot at you or whatever it is, right? But false flagging was more of a, it was like a hunting, you know? It's, it's, it's how we hunted. You know, that was that was a that was something that we grew into. It wasn't something that was really, really popular when I was like a young, young shorty, you know, because there was enough people in the street still that were willing to 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 gang banging. But I feel like, man, our era really, really brought out gun violence and it started bringing hesitancy to those other gang members. You know, what I'm saying they knew like, okay, if I. If I if this dude throws up the crown with me and and he throws up the crown to me and and I either disrespect the crown or I throw up another gang, nine times out of ten, what comes behind that is a shooting, you know. Mm-hmm. So unless I have a gun or I'm prepared to defend myself, then I just won't claim my gang. So that's what they started doing, you know. They started to not claim what they were, and we knew these. Like I we, we talked about it all the time. Like you can tell, we could tell, right. you know, we could be around somebody and know like. This guy's a flake. This guy's a flake. I can look at him and tell, right? Now, some there's some instances, yeah, of course, you can never know, right? But um, for the mo- for the most part, you could tell. And so, yeah, it got to a point, man. It got to a point where we were just, I don't know, man. It's it's uh, and We were 12th graders playing basketball with, with 6th graders, you know? Like, that's what it felt like. And and there's probably some, some you know, people that will feel differently. You know, a lot of, a lot of people aren't going to you know, willingly say, yeah, we were submitting to Latin Kings and I don't expect them to, but I just know at that point in time, like we were the cream of the crop, you know? So when we were out there, people weren't out there. You know what I mean? Like when we were out there, people weren't out there. And so when we did see somebody out there, we knew we had to get them to expose what they were like, come on, show me what you are. Right. So if that meant I got to throw my hat to the right, throw up GD or whatever it was to see, because even if you're a uh, LF, right. And I throw up GD, right? I'm not tricking you by throwing up LF. I'm just throwing up GD. You, you, you might, you might flag me. You might be like, yeah, because they're, they're probably thinking there's not going to be much that comes behind, you know, from this. Maybe a fight. That's it. But now, if I throw up the crown, that's different. Like there's just a different mindset behind it for both parties. You mm-hmm. know, they might not even throw nothing back. They might just start shooting at us, right? Because that, you know, that's that that'd be their best move. Right. So that's that's where the false flagging kind of it just turned into it turned into where we needed to hunt people. Like, essentially, that's what it turned into. And it's terrible as it sounds. It's, it's truth. The reason was just because you were walking down the street and had no idea what anybody was. Like no, 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 no. The reason behind it is because exactly what I said. It was hunting. We were looking for opposition. We were looking for rival gang members. So, like, if I seen somebody. Right. And I felt like he was a gang member. I knew he was a gang member. Right. And then I could I could throw up whatever gang I wanted to them as long as it wasn't you know Latin Kings right I could just throw up whatever gang and if they responded then I knew they were a gang member mm-hmm. right I could have took the chance and been like yo threw up the crown to him and then if he if he disrespected or whatever then we got into the the you know the shootout or whatever it was but nine times out of ten it had gotten to a point where that wasn't the case and look, like I said man I, I don't want to make it seem like we were just uh, unmatched you know that's that that's not what I'm saying. Because there was a lot of people that were willing to go.
go to war with us, you know, they were going to war with us, you know, we wouldn't have, I wouldn't have lost friends or, you know what I mean? Like, so I would have never gotten hurt in my life if there wasn't people. So yeah, um, they were definitely up to the task. It was just, there was a lot of instances. It, it started head getting more, more likely than not that we would run into people and they wouldn't claim their game, you know? So yeah, that's, that, that was kind of how that went. Okay. So this clip is taken from when you when you were first becoming leadership in the Latin Kings. Okay, so I actually, I gained a lot of respect, like I said, early on. And I ended up being really close friends with um, the Inca around the time um, that the position opened up. Uh, so there was a member that was a Casinka, uh, his name was Fro, and his leadership was in question because he wasn't, as, he wasn't always around. He was like going up north, um, that's a whole nother, you know, a whole nother segment I can get off, off onto, but he wasn't, you know, constantly in the hood and he wasn't constantly available for decision-making. And, and so he kind of got stripped of his position by the Inca and uh, the Inca at the time was, was, was a guy named Snuff. Uh, and he was like one of my, he was like one of mine and my brother's best friends. He was always around. Me. And uh, so at that time, Snuff was like, well, listen, let's, let's put up a, a vote. And basically what it is, is everybody just votes on a piece of paper and, you know, and whoever comes up with the most votes, it's a, it's a, it's an anonymous, you know, you don't know who's who, and uh, and whoever got the most votes, they they gain a position. Um, obviously he could have did it differently. He could have just appointed me, but but he didn't. And I ended up becoming a Kasinka at that time. So uh, I was 15. So uh, wow. all the all the all the guys all the guys voted for me. I mean I was humbled. Obviously, you know I'm younger than 90% of these guys, you know, and I took the position very seriously. Shortly after that. Not too shortly, but shortly after that, Snuff ended up, um, <clears throat> he ended up getting locked up. So naturally, you know, I step up, I have to be the Inca. Now I'm 15, right? So I felt it was best, and a lot of the members felt it was best. Let's revote, you know, let's revote, let's fill these positions, let's make sure we got the right guys that everybody wants up top. And um, I ended up still being voted as the Casinka. Mondi ended up being the Inca. So I maintained that position. You know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a fluke, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of how the, that's kind of how that happened. Guy got okay. stripped and then, you know, and then after that, it was, guy went, to, guy got locked up and, and you got to make a decision. Okay. So you get voted into a leadership position, um, but how does somebody come up to be eligible to be voted in? Do you volunteer? Are the people actively running against each other for positions? How do you know who the people you can vote on are? Yeah, it's a good question. This is just one of those things, man, that is like instinct, right? Like, you know who leaders are, you know? You, you, you can be around people and you know if they're a leader or not, right? And and I, I mentioned, we like, we talked about Fro. Like, Fro was just a good guy. Like, he was a good guy. Like, he would take the shirt off his back for you. But he just wasn't much of a leader. You know, there's a different element that you have to bring to the table when you're a leader. You have to think differently. I guess the best way to put it is usually it's instinct by the guys, right? Um, you can volunteer. You can say, hey, I'm willing. Like sometimes that happens, right, where um, I know it happens in Chicago a lot because, uh, you know, I was like I, I was I was actually locked up with the regional Inca, like one of the top, top guys. Um, it happens a lot over there where they'll just come to a chapter and if they don't like the way it's being run, you know, like a regional Inca, he'll come and just strip the Inca of his position. Mm -hmm. And say, all right, you're not the Inca no more. No violation, none. Just, I don't like the way this chapter's being run. You're not the Inca no more. Who volunteers? You know, and then if somebody volunteers, 
a lot of times guys don't want to volunteer for a situation <laughs> like that though because now it's like if he got his spot took you know like you're on the chopping block too you know because you got to remember like everybody nobody's above criticism right mm-hmm. now now in 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 our situation we were lucky and unlucky at times because you know we were in and out of in and out of Chicago's light so to speak meaning that we would have long periods of time where we're, we're constantly communicating with Chicago and then periods of time where we weren't right so that that helped and it hurt because when it weren't when we weren't uh, in communication with them obviously that that takes away from like being able to even like get drugs or guns if we wanted and and when we were you're 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 susceptible to that criticism you know because now the overseer of the region is going to be he's going to want to know everything about your chapter you know that's his job he's going to want to know are you guys paying dues are you guys putting in work Who's the structure? Who's, you know, they're going to want to know everything. So, yeah, it's it's got its pros and cons. I think the majority of the time, I don't want to say, I don't want to say like a grand, your grandfather again, because that's, that's, that's a dated term. I think, I think, um, it, it's, it sounds like it's more or less like everybody kind of knows yeah. the names that are on the ballots, so right. to speak. Right. Is that, right. like, it's not ever said, right. but. But so, like, when you, in this situation, when you were um, getting voted, this wasn't a vote about, is Berto going to be Kinsinka? It was, vote who you want to be. Right. 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 Yeah. No, but but it just happened to be that your name was put I got down the most. The most. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that's cool. how it always is. It's always anonymous. And it's always, we don't put candidates up, if that's what you're saying. We Yeah. We never put people against each other and... It's more of a you, your your own vote counts. You know what I mean. So whoever you want, and uh, when we actually did that revote, we did all three positions. We did the Inca, Casinka, and the Enforcer. You know, mm-hmm. typically we could have just did the Inca and the Casinka, and then whoever the Inca and the Casinka was, they could just appointed the Enforcer. You know, but you know, we had this stigma about us that we were trying so hard to create that parity. You know, amongst the members, right? Like we wanted everybody to feel like they were involved. We didn't want to make it seem like okay, yeah, because I was around before you. You know, yeah. I got more say so than you were this or that. You know what I mean? Like, we really wanted that camaraderie to be tight. And we felt like that was the best way to do it. Because I knew how I felt about guys like Jay, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I knew how I felt like guys about, like, you know, guys that I felt took their power and used it almost negatively. You know what I'm saying? Like, they used their power to prop themselves up. It wasn't about bettering the the brotherhood. It wasn't about bettering anybody that was around you. Like, there was no purpose Behind the things that they were doing, you know, it, it was, was leveraging people they had power yeah, over especially, to get the things yeah, they especially wanted. Especially young guys, man. Yeah. Like you know, it's like it's one thing to haze, right? Hazing is one thing, but to be to be constantly, you know, be reprimanded for garbage, you know, just because this guy had a bad day or whatever, like that's it's it's out of pocket. And the obvious question to ask, since we just did record this episode recently, so when you said that, bro was decided he wasn't going to be the Kasinka because he wasn't around anymore? Was that because he was up selling drugs yeah. in, in the Indian yeah. Reservation? Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, he kept going, he kept going, he kept going up, and yeah. Yeah, he, he he started going up there a lot. So I have a theory behind that, right? It, it's a selfish theory, but I think it's true. Um, so, you know, like me and and, uh, and like my brother, I always I said it's, it's, it's an old record. Like me and my brother to, you know, Benny, at some point, he, he was younger, snuff. Um, you had this core group of guys, right, that, that uh, Lawrence, right, that were really violent. But in the same respect, we were popular. Like, we, you know, we're popular with girls, like, you know, other brothers from other chapters. They respected us. They liked us. So 
and not that Fro wasn't respected or liked, but you know, I feel like when you went up north, when you went up to the reservations or Black River Falls, you were a superstar. You're coming from the city. Oh. Right? So I feel like guys started going up there to get that that feeling, right? That clout feeling. You know what I mean? Like I'm that guy. You know, I'm I, I just came from walking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like one of those guys. <laughs> so I, I, I think there's some truth to that. Okay. And then there was a second part of that question to that to that clip, which was so you said that the decision was made that Fro shouldn't be Kasinga anymore. So does the Inca make that decision and yeah. decide to do the vote? Or, okay, that yeah. wasn't like an unanimous or something that they voted, like, should we replace him? Or, yeah, no. Know? Um, And I, I, to be honest with you, I think Fro was okay with it, man. Because like I said, man, Fro knew he just wasn't like an active leader kind of person, you know? He was our enforcer at one time too and just think about that word right enforcer right you're supposed to enforce the bylaws but he was he just wasn't that guy right. you know what i mean when you're giving off you're giving half violations you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. you know and i love the guy like i did like he just had a good heart it wasn't like there was it wasn't like he was a bad king it was just that he wasn't that kind of king he wasn't you, you a leader. see what i'm saying yeah. right he wasn't that kind of king right and so yeah that that was that was snuff's decision um and we all just respected it um w- w- could there have been a a more I guess, formal way to do it, maybe. But Snuff was the only older king out at that time. And the, um, he was one of the uh, you know, original guys. And so we weren't going to challenge him. Oh you know, God. we respected his word. So Interesting. All right, Gavin. Well, I think that's our last clip. Do you want to ask anything else? No, I'm really intrigued about this going to the Indian Reservation thing. thing. But I think that's kind <laughs> of off. Uh, well, it, where you're well to it's here. coming out in an upcoming episode. Okay. So you'll just have to download that episode and listen to it. I, will, <laughs> I think I, it already came out. Didn't it, it? it hasn't dropped. Oh, okay, as, yeah, the, yeah. as of recording, it has not dropped. If you are listening to this podcast and you didn't hear the Indian Reservation, something went wrong. Go back and, <laughs> and find the episode because it should be there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the people hearing this will have heard it. But yeah. me, has not, not and no. yeah, I'm I'm just curious, like how you even make connections <laughs> with with the res, but yeah, I guess I'll have to wait and listen to that. Yeah. Well, everyone else has already heard it, so yeah, you get to wait and listen, and then send Eric all your questions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so then, Berto, you want anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up, or? It's cold out it's here. Cold. It's cold. It's really, really cold out here. Yeah, and, Berto's uh, not used to the cold anymore. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, you know what? I just ain't got it no more, fellas. And he's he, he's going to see the Packers lose tomorrow, so yeah, that, that's, that'll make my weekend. <laughs> right sum it up. <laughs> so, all right. Um, I think probably next episode we'll just fi- finish out some more of these, and then um, my intention is as kind of an extra bonus episode in the feed, I'm going to drop the actual episodes of the Milwaukee Mafia podcast. So. If anybody out there is listening, gets an episode that starts out and it says it's Milwaukee Mafia, it's not a mistake. You'll just have to listen and you'll hear Berto shortly into the podcast. So, and bad bad quality, Berto. Bad (laughs) quality. quality, Before before Berto bought a new microphone, Berto. Yeah, I (laughs) was talking talking through a. One of those toilet paper rolls. uh, (laughs) It sounds like it sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) So. All right, and as usual, if you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. We will and reach out to us if you have any comments, normalizedcrime at gmail.com, and we'll be back next week with the second half of this. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Peace. 
Thanks for tuning in to Normalized Crime. Stay tuned for the next episode.